right, welcome back to Spread the Wealth Vault Sports Podcast. Uh, it's October 6th. We are recording this during the Dodgers and Cardinals wildcard game. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit, but how's everybody doing? Good. Decent week last week. That's all you can really ask for, right? Yep. Bender? Terrible week. Went one and six, my worst <laughs> week by far, but that means I can rebound this week, right? Only one way to go. I guess you could go, you could get worse, but we won't. Uh, so <laughs> we'll start just since baseball, you know, most of us here really only pay attention to baseball when it's October. Um, whether that's a good or bad thing, I don't know, but do you guys have any like teams you're looking at um, as we go into the playoffs or, or what are you guys feeling about, about the MLB playoffs? Well, I took the Yankees um, so I... last night, so that didn't work out too well for me. <laughs> okay, Stanton thought he had that. That was that, that was an all-time that was all-time bad call by the um, the ESPN. By everyone, bad, I thought the Yankees, that was out too. Yeah, the Yankees broadcast of it was they like convinced. <laughs> he went completely off, and he's like, "Wait, he stopped at first base. What's he doing?" <laughs> he completely missed it. It's almost like he was looking down and reading a script of like, Stan just hit a home run, blah, 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 blah. And he had no idea that it wasn't a home run. Well, and then Stan right. thought it was out too, because he was jogging. So I thought maybe like the wind was blowing like crazy and like we weren't going to see any home runs. And then Bogart hit one the next inning. So obviously the wind wasn't a factor. So like Stan yeah. just decided not to run. Like I, it was just a confusing thing altogether, but uh Bender, I know you were you were hoping the Blue Jays were gonna get in, but now now what do you think? Oh man, my Jays they let me down. But um, <laughs> I actually almost bet the Red Sox last night with you, but my gut last minute said just not to touch it, so I didn't. Um, I actually had the White Sox plus six fifty back in August, so I'm okay. still writing that. Um, I like my chances, but the Rays I think will probably win the AL. Them or the Astros. Yeah, I mean, um, looking at the odds, like Giants, to me, the of the odds that are on here, so Giants are plus 600 to win the World Series and Rays are also plus 600. I think both of those are fairly good value for, like, the two best teams in baseball. Obviously, the Dodgers are scary. They have to get out of this wild card game first, though. Um, but I see, think what both do you think about those, the Cardinals? Like, they're the hottest team right now. And, like, if they just get out of this game, like, I mean, anything can happen. Yeah, and, and baseball, if you get hot at the right time, um, you can definitely make a run. I just don't think they have it. Like, all the other teams in the playoffs are very, very good. Like, I don't normally feel like there's – like, most teams could make it to the World Series. But this year, like, there's no – obviously, other than the Dodgers, there's no one team that's, like, talent-wise far and away better than everybody else. Like, the Giants won the most games, but they don't necessarily have the best talent on their roster. So, like – I think anything could happen. I'm kind of hoping for, for chaos. Obviously, I'm a Red Sox fan, so I want the Red Sox to go far. Um, I don't know if they have the pitching for it, but the offense is good. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I would love to see the White Sox go far. That's who my money is on going forward. <laughs> I think they have the pitching staff to do it. Um, yep. They have the bats to do it. They're the healthiest they've been all season long. So, I'm riding with the Sox. Yeah. All right. Hopefully uh, – Maybe we'll know the result of the game by the end of this podcast. I'm not sure, but um, 
We'll start by just recapping last week's uh, college football. Had some big games. Alabama took down Ole Miss. Georgia destroyed Arkansas. Um, Cincinnati beat Notre Dame. Michigan beat Wisconsin. And then Stanford upset Oregon, which leads back to my my wish that I've been thinking about all year of Cincinnati making the college football playoffs is just like looking <laughs> truer and truer as it might come true. Like I am so excited for it. I think like they have a the people want it. The people want it. If they go undefeated, which they really should, they don't have any tough games left really. Um, I think as it looks right now, they should get in if they're undefeated. Obviously things can change, but um, did you guys have any other like takeaways from from those other games? It's just a very um, unpredictable college football season. Yes. Like I was shocked. So I, I bet Iowa last week, but I was shocked they won the way they did. And I, I, on last show, I said that Arkansas deserves a little bit more respect and they got blown out of the water. <laughs> so I was terribly wrong there. Um, so yeah, it's just been, it's been a wild year so far and we're only a couple of weeks in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, but, no, go ahead. I was going to say what Kate was saying about Iowa, like I didn't touch that game just because who knows? We didn't really know how good Maryland was, but that game obviously just showed like how how truly good Iowa really is. And I mean, I think they show that they are they might be the best Big Ten team. We'll find out this week, obviously. And then Stanford upsetting Oregon. You and I have talked about this plenty of times. We were just waiting for the classic Pac-12 game to happen yep. on the road, and it happened. And Pac-12 looks like they're going to probably miss it again. Um, those are my big takeaways from this weekend. Yeah, I mean, we all had not great weeks. I mean, I was five and four. Kate, it looks like you were four, two, and one. Bender, would you say you went? I went 0 and five for college football. Oh, nice man. <laughs> so, like, not, not a overall for us, not a horrible week, but nothing, nothing crazy. Um, both of our unders that we did for lock lost. So I think I'm never going to lock an under again. I might take a couple, but I'm never using it as my lock. I think that just did it for me. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, not not horrible this week is another really good slate of games. Um, just to kind of go through them, if you guys have picks on them. I didn't, I'm not touching many of the big games because they're just, like we've seen, they're tough to pick. Um, we have Arkansas going at Ole Miss, Oklahoma against Texas and Dallas. Um, we have Georgia at Auburn, Penn State at Iowa, which you talked about probably to decide the best team in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Michigan at Nebraska, which is dangerous uh, with how Nebraska's been playing. And then Alabama at Texas A&M. Um, do you guys have any picks for those ones? I'm going to go back to Iowa and take the Hawkeyes minus one and a half over Penn state. Uh, one, I do, I should um, uh, disclose this, that I went to Iowa. So I'm a fan, which probably plays into my decision a little bit, but if you look at what I was done this year, they're second nationally in allowing points per game, only 10 points per game. They played a pretty tough schedule. So they've had victories um, over Iowa state and Maryland. Those are both big wins, especially, Iowa State, um, a rival school, in-state rival, on the road. 
Um, and then if you look at Penn State, what they've done, they've only had one road game, and that was against Wisconsin, which looked like a great win in week one. But after how Wisconsin has played these last couple of weeks, all of a sudden that win doesn't look as impressive. So that leads me a little bit to lean toward more towards Iowa. And Penn State's defense is also very good this season, but they're a good defense against the pass. And if you know Iowa teams at all, they prefer to run the ball, so they're going to want to beat you on the ground. I'm not sure how Penn State is going to um, going to react and be able to defend that. So I, in that game, I like Iowa. Otherwise, I'm with you, Jake. I'm staying away from all the other big games in terms of this. Um, did you – you were talking about unders in Iowa game. I really like the under this week. Yeah, I, took, I, I can't remember if I – on the show last week, if I took the under in Iowa. I, bet it, I definitely bet it because I lost it, and I was that was upsetting. Um, but, I yes, I do like it in this game. Um, I think this will be a very low-scoring game. I think this is going to be like the Wisconsin-Penn State where – I forget what the final score that was, but it was like 13-10 or something 13-10. like that. Yeah, yeah I, I think this is going to be – like, both these defenses are so good and their offenses really aren't. Like, Iowa scored a ton of points on turnovers this year. Mm-hmm. And if they don't turn Penn State over, it's going to be a field position game and they're just they're just going to punt it back and forth to each other all game. Like, I – Classic Big Ten football game, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I was looking – the only pick for these big games – so, I have a couple. Um, I'm going to do the over in the Arkansas at Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is going to kind of – they get a break from the Al- – not that Alabama's defense is great, but Ole Miss scores a ton of points, and we just saw that Arkansas can give up a ton of points. So 66-and-a-half in that game, uh, I'm going to take the over on that. And then I'm going to take the under in the Penn State-Iowa. It's 40-and-a-half, which, like, I just feel like that's too high, which is kind of crazy to say. Um, yeah. But for these two defenses, I think 40-half, and I was actually looking at alternate lines. And there was an alternate under 31 and a half, which is plus 280. And I might take that. I mean, you mentioned it, like both their defenses are so strong this year. And I, I, yeah, I don't see this game being a very high scoring game at all, especially playing in Kinnick too. That's a really tough place to play just because those stands are literally on top of the field and on top of those uh, the um, sidelines. So you don't often see teams coming into Kinnick and putting up a ton of points, especially in a big game like this, where it's the two best teams potentially in the uh, Big Ten. So I, I like that bet. Yeah. Um, so those are for the big games, uh, Bender, do you have your your pick for this week? Yeah, I'm just going to echo what Kate said. I'm also on Iowa for the week. Um, I really, really want to take the under two, but that's just so low and I just hate touching games that are so low like that. I don't see how Penn state can come into Iowa city and I just don't see it happening. Like who, no one really comes into Iowa like that, especially at a game of this magnitude and pulls it off. Mm-hmm. And then the other game on these big games I have, I have Michigan minus three against Nebraska. I think the Nebraska quote unquote hype is not there. I just, I don't see what people are talking about. Um, that's I'm, that's going to be my lock of the week. Actually, is Michigan minus three. Okay, I but my only worry with that is so like Nebraska barely lost to Oklahoma and then they it's lost in overtime. Game. That's yeah, a and then they game. lost in overtime so to Michigan State. So like 
they're obviously improving. They haven't won, but they're getting closer. And now they have a home game against the top 10 opponent. Like the fans, maybe are bought, like maybe the fans buy back in and it's like crazy. Michigan's rolling. And Michigan's rolling. But again, we go back to like, is it, is Michigan for real? And like, kind of like Kate talked about the win against Wisconsin. Is that really that good of a win? We, we don't know. Um, It's looking like it's not. So Michigan by that really hasn't played anybody. Um, I would just be a little, I'm a, I would be a little worried about going against Nebraska here. Yeah, those are fair points. Um, I don't know. Just I've watched a few Nebraska games and I just honestly don't see it, but who knows? Anything can happen this year as, as we've seen so far. Uh, can we just for a second go back to last week? Can you apologize to me for your Clemson pick? I don't know what you're talking about there. <laughs> Clemson's just a bad football team. I should have listened. And that's to what that I week. that's what I told you. You were you were a week behind my exact mindset. <laughs> did the same exact thing, and the same result happened, and it was just hard to yes. watch. Yes, you were right. They are. I'm done betting them. They've, oh yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not touching the Clemson. I don't even want to bet against them because I feel like now if I bet against them, they're gonna. That's when they're gonna. Right. Yeah. Yep. They still yep. have enough so time I'm, to do. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm done with Clemson this year, and I'm done with Notre Dame. I can't. I'm not touching. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Both of them. Um. All right. I'll go through my card of picks this week. I feel like Bender. I feel like we might have the same lock. I don't know if you if you saw mine already. Um. But. I'm doing that Arkansas Ole Miss over 66 and a half, Texas plus three and a half against Oklahoma. Um, I want to do money line, but Oklahoma has been figuring out how to win games. So I feel like they might pull it out, but I do like Texas three and a half. Um, Florida minus 38 and a half at home against Vanderbilt. I think that's, I was wanting to make that my lock, 38 and a half just a lot. Um, BYU minus six. Yeah, at BYU against Boise State. Boise State's just not good this year. Um, they just lost to Nevada. So, like, the Boise State's of old, I just don't think it's the same this year. Um, UConn, Moneyline, at UMass. Stop. I have another line as well. <laughs> it's, a no way. Of, it's a matchup of winless team. Oh UConn has looked not that bad the last couple you're watching UConn games that's what you're telling no 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 but from (laughs) looking at the box scores and the stats they're due like at some point they almost beat Vanderbilt last week they almost who's like the all-time worst power five program of all time (laughs) you're right that doesn't mean a whole lot right there (laughs) but no they almost beat Wyoming a couple weeks ago they lost by two to Wyoming who's like a pretty good team they lost now by two to Vanderbilt. I just think that, like, they're they're trying. Like, I don't think Vanderbilt's trying. And I think that, like, UMass is just not – like, they don't care. I think UConn wants to be good, and they're just not talented. But at some point – and they're favored in this game on the road, which has almost made me take them more. Like, Vegas knows something. Like, a winless UConn, who's, like, an all-time bad program, should not be favored on the road, yet they are. So – I'm doing UConn money line. It it'll probably come back to bite me, but I don't care. Um, Penn State Iowa under 40 and a half. I might do that alternate under 31 and a half. We'll see. Uh, Kentucky minus three at home against LSU. 
Um, and then Alabama minus 18 at A&M. My lock of the week is Coastal Carolina minus 20 tomorrow night at mm-hmm. Arkansas State. Huh. And there was, right. I, was I on track? You were right. You were right to think that way. But I decided to talk myself out of the Coastal minus 20. It seemed too good to be true. I don't know. I know absolutely nothing about Arkansas State. I don't know. It just seems weird to me. So sticking away from it. But I like the idea. I like the pick, though. But I'm personally not touching. And I'm doing like a like a double lock since the Coastal one's so early in the week. I can't just like, you know, waste it. So like if the Coastal lock wins tomorrow, then I'm going to do Florida minus 38 and a half against Vanderbilt as my second one. But if the Coastal one loses, I like that. that's it. That's it. <laughs> All right, Bender, what do you got? Yeah, so I also have I've Ohio State minus 21. They're at home against Maryland. Maryland just got blown out at home. Um, Ohio State's been rolling. I think three scores is definitely doable for them. I also have Utah Moneyline plus 135. It's at USC. Um, USC just seems kind of like a lost program. This is Utah's first game in a while. I don't love it, but I just think it's some good value there. And then I also have my last one, San Diego State minus 19 and a half. Uh, it's at home, quote unquote, at home, even though they're playing in LA against uh, New Mexico. New Mexico's only two wins this year against the FCS school and New Mexico State. SDSU's, they're ranked 25th now. They're undefeated. They look like a good football team. Uh, I really like that pick. And then what's your lock? My lock, I'm still sticking with the Michigan minus three. Okay. That's my lock. Okay. Uh, one, so a couple of things about that Utah USC. I was thinking about it. One, uh, Utah did have a player get like shot and killed a couple right. before since last since they played. So that that is a factor of like I Utah being a good pick. Yes. Not that obviously it's sad, but um, and then also like the Urban Meyer stuff going on with USC rumors and all that. Um. A lot of distractions going on. Yeah, I don't I don't hate the USC pick. Obviously they're more talented than Utah, but um other factors I think, yeah, good value for it. Uh Kate. All right. Well I mentioned Iowa minus one and a half. Um I'm going with Yukon minus three and a half. I I laughed Look, oh, when you're I doing was, the uh, spread. You're doing the spread. I'm doing the spread. Oh yeah, no, I'm doing the spread. So UMass in their last two games has 287 total yards in two games combined. Not great. Um, UConn is coming off a game against Vanderbilt. Like we mentioned, last second field goal um, is how Vanderbilt won. But UConn put up over 500 yards in that game. So if you talk about teams that are kind of on the verge of of quitting for the season, I mean, it's so early to say that a team's going to quit. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say that UMass is that team that that's quit on the season. Um, and UConn is still trying to revive things and they had their first three, three, four weeks of the season weren't great. These last two, they've started to play a little bit better. So I'm taking UConn minus three and a half there. Um, I like the over in the red river rivalry, Oklahoma and Texas over 63 and a half. Um, I just think the way they've been, the Texas has been playing since 
Um, they've switched quarterbacks from a Hudson card to Casey Thompson. I think Thompson's just been uh, the better fit for them. He's completed 71 of his passes uh, since becoming the starter three weeks ago, had over 300 yards against Texas Tech. So, and we saw in that Texas Tech game that Texas knows how to put up points. And I think Oklahoma can do the same. I know there's been a lot of talk about Spencer Radler in this game being a game to kind of prove himself and is Oklahoma really that good? Uh, so I just, I just see this being a high scoring game and historically this rivalry is fairly high scoring last three years, um, 66, 61, 98 last year, granted that was in overtime, but you know, that's, that's, yeah. So I'm taking the over 63 and a half there. And then my last one is two lane plus six and a half over Houston, Houston's four and one on the year. Tulane is one and four. They're not that great of a football team on paper, but they've played Oklahoma. They've played Old Miss. So their record of one and four might be a little misleading, whereas Houston's, their wins are coming against Rice, Tulsa, Grambling, um, teams of that nature. So I like Tulane as the home dog this week, especially on a short week. Um, so I'm going to take them plus the points. I like, I like that uh, Tulane pick. I was also looking at that, but I don't know. I shouldn't know enough about either team, but I might ride that with you as well. Yeah. Is that yeah, a that Saturday game? At. What's that? Is that Saturday? Uh, I think that's a Friday night. It's Friday night. Yeah. Oh, I love that then. That made me yeah. like it so much more. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was one I looked at for quite some time and, and uh, did a lot of reading on, but I think Tulane can at least um, stick within a touchdown. We think money line's worth the value. I, mean, I was literally, I was looking at, I was pulling that up right now. There, there might be a little there. Um, oh, this is actually tomorrow. What's today? Oh, Thursday night. night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, it's a very short week. So the last two, they do have losses, to, a close loss to Oklahoma, and then a loss to Ole Miss by a lot which like are fine. That isn't a worry, but the last two weeks are lost to UAB and then a, a, they lost by 23 to Eastern Carolina. So this is a Those, bomb sack spot for them, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and a good team, like they have a chance to be the spoiler. Yeah. Um, money line is plus 200. It's probably not worth it. I'd rather take spread. Um, but yeah, Thursday night, like fireworks, crazy stuff happens at Tulane. I like that. I'm probably not going to take it, but Tulane, I do I do like it. I don't know when they got back onto campus, but that would be worth checking if this is their first game, home game since returning to campus. That would, That's uh, a good point. I think, give them a lot of um, extra boost there. Yep. And if they come out in those blue, those like powder blue yeah. uniform. Ooh, that might get me feeling some type of way. I don't know. Should I make um, that my lock? I wasn't gonna make that my lock, but I might have to. <laughs> Kate, I think I'm so, you. you convinced me. <laughs> uh, what is your lock then? Um, I'm taking Iowa as my lock. They just look like so that. good against Maryland. Yeah, everything and I think was, Penn State. Everything was working. Penn State's two big wins are both at home, mm -hmm. so this is their first road test. And they um, haven't had good luck at Kinnick. Penn State, um, I should know the record, but they're, 
teams just don't win in Kinnick. Yeah, yeah, very hard to do. Um, so there's our college picks. Uh, moving on to NFL. So not a great week for me. I went one and six, lost my lock. Um, the Broncos finally didn't cover, but Teddy Bridgewater got hurt in the second quarter. So like in my head, I'm not counting it as him not covering because <laughs> technically it wasn't him. They didn't score a point once Drew Locke came in. So like they might not win, but it's a different game um, since he got hurt. My only win was Green Bay minus seven. Um, it was a tough week for most people with, with a couple upsets around the league. Um, but we'll just skip right into, into next week's plays. Um, if you guys want, just want to say what your records were last week, and then we'll just go on to, to this upcoming week. Yeah, I'm, I went one and one. Um, I had Tennessee minus seven. What an awful football game that just was to watch. And then – I had Jacksonville plus seven and a half. I know Jake was definitely smirking at me last week for even considering them to win straight up. I could have pulled it off, but um, got the seven and a half. So we finished one and one. So not a terrible week for NFL. I finished one and one as well. I had Tampa Bay minus six and a half. That obviously didn't happen. Not the prettiest game. Um, and then I also took Seahawks money line as the dog over uh, San Francisco. Okay. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, another big Thursday night game. I'm not touching it. Um, Rams at Seahawks tomorrow night. Rams by Rams are favored by two and a half. The total is 54 and a half. Are you guys touching that one? I'm all over it. I got Rams minus two. That's my lock. Really? Lock of the week. Yeah. Man. I got Rams minus two and a half. Wow. That's not my block, though. But I think No, I've been big on the Rams all year. And, like, I predicted their upset against the Bucks, But just going to Seattle tough and short week, um, I don't know. It just worries me. Like, I, I think it'll be a really good game. I think it'll be close. Um, so, like, you guys could easily be right. I just – I'm not confident in it. So I'm not riding with you. But good luck. <laughs> Fair enough. I think this um, is a bounce back game for them. There was the classic letdown after the Bucks win in week three. Um, you know, got it handed to them last week against Arizona. And now this is uh, they regroup, go back to the drawing board, whatever all those phrases coaches say in the post game press conference that it just gives the media absolutely nothing to write about. But, um, you know, and yeah, go back to the drawing board. We're, we're going to regroup and we'll be back next week. So I think this is a spot where um, the Rams are back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope they are. I like, I think they're a fun team to watch. Um, I hope they like make the playoffs and stuff. So um, hope you guys are right on that. My picks for this week, I really, this is the first time I've said this all year. I hated the board looking at this week's uh, lines Not and great. everything. I just I agree. didn't like it. Um, so I only have a few. I have the Jets plus three uh, against the Falcons in London. Um, Falcons are just really bad. The Jets are starting to look a little better. They've played a couple close games, and I think the Falcons' defense just sucks. So Zach Wilson isn't going to – shouldn't turn the ball over. He might. Um, but I think the fact that this is in London is just making me favor the Jets a little bit more. Um, it'll happen before anybody wakes up. And maybe I'll be one to know by the time I wake up and that'll just be a fun little Sunday morning. Um, 
Denver plus one at Pittsburgh, but I'm only taking it if Teddy Bridgewater is back. He like worked out today, but he wasn't fully yeah. participating he, in practice. He could be back. It's hard to tell right now, but yeah. So if he's back, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Denver plus one at Pittsburgh. Side note: that run by Javante Williams was awesome. Beast. He's a beast. It was it was like the Beast Quake Part Two, but he didn't score. He's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have New England minus nine at Houston. I don't think Houston's going to score a point. Um, they didn't score last week against the Bills, and the Patriots defense is good. So I think this will be like a 21 nothing or 28 nothing game for the Patriots. I'm also taking the under in that game uh, is 39 and a half. So New England at Houston under 39 and a half. I'm going to take Cleveland plus one and a half at the Chargers. Um, I think the Chargers are good, but I think the Browns are better. Um, the Browns are just controlling their games that they play in. Like they just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And then um, Baker can throw every, you know, once every five or six downs and it's perfect because they don't put too much pressure on him. So also seeing the chargers fall asleep in the second half against the Raiders um, the other night, they were up 21, nothing. And then the Raiders had a chance to tie the game. So uh, just shows me that they, they're not going to like blow out a team. So I like the Browns plus one and a half. And then you guys can tell me your thoughts on this with all the urban Meyer stuff going on. I really want to take Tennessee minus four and a half, but it's a weird spot because Tennessee's at Jacksonville. They're coming off a loss, a horrible, horrible loss. The Titans are. The Jags looked somewhat good last week. And then all this stuff happens with Urban Meyer. It could go one of two ways. One is the team quits on him and they basically play like shit and hope he gets fired or he resigns, which I think it's more likely he resigns. Or... Urban uses this as like a chip on your shoulder thing and he goes out and he beats the Titans or they cover it's like a good game and he just gives a, like can give the middle finger to the world and be like look it doesn't matter that I'm going to a bar and letting a girl grind on me like we can still win football games so I don't know what to do in that game um, I would hope that Tennessee just blows them out and he can like resign and go take the USC job but like I don't know what do you guys think about that I like Jacksonville. I'm I'm on the Jags this week. One, I think if Urban Meyer resigns, he's done coaching football forever. I don't think he goes back to college at all because what parent is going to want that as a mentor for their child and what athletic department right. is going to condone that type of behavior and say, okay, here's come coach all of our students. Here's X millions of dollars. So I think he's done um, if he resigns now, I think in college, I think there's a shot that, yeah, a team can quit on their coach. He loses the locker room, blah, 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 blah. And I think in the NFL, a coach can definitely lose a locker room, but these guys are professionals and they're being paid. So when their paycheck hits on Tuesday, that's all the motivation and incentive they need to go out and play. I don't think, I don't think, um, you know, um, Trevor Lawrence is going to purposely throw bad passes or not try as hard in order to get their coach fired or the defense isn't going to just kind of um you know not play not show up and not play 
um, to get their coach fired. I think as soon as they step on the field, I think it's a business move and, and more professional than a college team or college game would be. So I think Jacksonville, I mean, Jake, like you said, they looked decent last week. That was probably the best game we've seen them all year. Titans are coming off of a tough loss and um, this would silence a lot. I think if, well, actually people would probably talk about it forever that now then it's like, um, it was like a good thing, matter, blah, 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 yeah. whatever. But I think their play, you know, that could then people could focus on that going forward versus the other stuff, because if they lose the noise is only going to grow. Um, yeah. so I like the Jags here. I might even just throw out the wild, you know, go a little crazy here, um, and make the Jags money line, my lock of the week. Oh, wow. You're that wow. confident in it? No, I'm really not, but it's just <laughs> kind of, you know, it adds to the drama. It does. It does. Uh, my lock, my last one, it's, I already said it, but New England at Houston under 39 and a half. That's my lock. I like that a lot. I like, um, I like New England um, minus four and a half first half. I think Belichick kind of just steps on their throat in the first half and the game is over there. So I like, I like the under all around and I like um, the Patriots to cover first half and full game. Uh, all right. Uh, what do you guys have on your card? Kate, if you want to go first. Yeah. Um, Jags, uh, the Rams, we talked about um, Patriots. My only other one, I shouldn't even have this on the lions um, versus the Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikes minus eight and a half. I initially Wanted to take the Lions because they're probably the best 0-4 team in the NFL right now. Um, but I think Minnesota has so many offensive weapons and uh, Detroit's defense is really just not that great. And Minnesota's coming off with just kind of a clumsy game against Cleveland. And in the first three weeks of the season, they put up 400, over 420 yards. And this last week, they put up 270. And that's kind of uncharacteristic for them um, in terms of how their offense has performed. So I, I hate betting on the Vikings growing up in Minnesota. They just, it was never good. <laughs> it's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. It is. For the Vikings. It is. Um, but they play really well at home. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to take the Vikings eight and a half minus eight and a half. Those are my. And your, your lock is that is the Patriots you said? Yeah, Patriots um, first half minus four and a half. Okay. Thunder, what do you got? Uh, like I said, I got the Rams minus two. And then, like you mentioned earlier, not a great card this week. Um, I'm on the flip side of you. I have the Falcons minus three. Ooh. I I think the Jets game's getting a little, little blown out of proportion. The Titans are without their top two pass catchers and that just makes them very one-dimensional. Um, I think it's a big overreaction. I don't love it because it's in London, and, I mean, really anything can happen, but I think the Falcons are a lot better of a football team. They both are bad, don't get me wrong, but I like the Falcons to cover by a field goal. But those are my only two picks for this week. Um, all right. Uh, knockout pools, mine – had a lot of L's taken this week with the Giants yes. and Jets wins. Um, huge for me, not being a part of them. Uh, I think we're down to like 130 out of 200 people uh, haven't lost yet. So like a decent chunk, 70 people out. Um, 
through the first four weeks is pretty good. I'm on Tampa Bay at home against the Dolphins this week. There's a lot of other choices this week, but none of them I thought of like a for sure thing. Um, so this was the only one. And like we've talked about before, I'm not going to do the whole like look ahead at the schedule. I'm going to look at this week, choose which game I think is a for sure thing. And this is the only one that I think is a for sure thing. So that's what I'm picking. I'm also on board with you. I had Buffalo last week, taking Tampa this week. But, you know, you know me, I might switch it up last minute, as I usually do. Uh, yeah, glad I, I did not about pick the, the Jags future. last week. Yeah, you. If you had picked the Jags last week, that would just would have been stupid. I looked like uh, a ge- I would have looked like a genius for three quarters, but yeah, thank God. <laughs> and then it would have been like, all right, well, we knew that was going to happen the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Patriots are tempting, but I don't know. I but think Tampa's I'm, the so safe pick. I did the opposite of what I so like. I'm not looking ahead at Tampa's. I'm going to take Tampa, but looking ahead at the Patriots when I was like, oh, maybe I could take the Patriots. They do obviously play the Jets twice or play the Jets one more time. Um, so it's nice to have that in the back pocket by leaving the Pats um, available. Kate, are you in any of these leagues or no? I am not. So I am just going to uh, root for you guys to okay. survive. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and then last thing for this week, I know I talked about giving out a PGA Tour pick each week. Um, I think they were off last weekend or I just didn't do it, but there's a called the Shriners Children's Open. It's in Vegas. Um, The pick that I'm going with is a guy named Mito Pereira. He's a Chilean golfer, kind of young. He played super well coming down the stretch last year, played well in the Olympics. Um, And then he is coming off a top three finish last weekend. I'm taking him to be in the top 20. It's plus 185 for uh, Mito Pereira, top 20. So that's my PGA Tour pick of the week. Um, that's all we got for you guys. Uh, any any last words? I just bet Cardinals. I bet Cardinals plus 215. Is that, what's the score? Oh. Still 1-1? One, one? It's 1-1, one, one, still bottom six, one out. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> all right, good luck. That's some good value. Uh, have a good week.